Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Well, thank you, announcer voice. That is right. We are live. That is Scott Bogman. Find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. My name is Chris Welsh, and you can find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh? Question mark is implied, but not put because, uh, Twitter doesn't allow it. <laughs> We're going to talk about what Twitter doesn't allow also here in a little bit, though. I just came across maybe the most ridiculous story I have seen. And think about this I, for a I minute. Just, I have to stop you for a second because I'm super jealous because our guy Jake Seeley just met Mike Tomlin. No, he didn't. It's a picture on Instagram, dude. I'm looking at it. All in kid. Seeley and Tomlin. Why? Why? Let me go look. I'm not going on his Instagram, though. Do I have to go on his Instagram or he tweeted? Oh, no, there it is right there. At VA Hampton Roads Youth Football Event and just interviewed this guy. I got us some fantasy football nuggets, guys, for Jake. Oh. Do you, should you text him and get him on the show right now? I'm so jealous. Text I don't think him. I have his number. You would have to. I have him. his number. Oh, I'm much more important. I have Jake. Yes, you number, are. So I should I text him right now and say, <laughs> okay, you want to come on and make Bogman jealous? Yeah, yeah. So hold on. Let's say. Um, all right. So. Bogman is losing his mind that you just met Tomlin. Um, where is it? <laughs> My phone is not autocorrecting. You just met Tomlin. Now, come on, phone. Now he wants. <laughs> this is riveting. I know he know. I know. Well, this hopefully is still we'll better make better than Chris now, Simps. Now he so. wants to know what happened. We're doing radio right now. If you want to come on and I have to go autocorrect every single word that I just typed because <laughs> everywhere to come. Oh, I don't want to tell him to come in. I want him to tell him Whoa. to come on. Now he wants to know what Whoa. happened. We're doing radio right now. If you want to come on. Did I just want a hundred dollars? What nope. just happened? Nope. You did not. Yeah. There's a picture of it right there. Yeah. Jake, yep. Jake's long head and, and uh, and Tomlin, <laughs> a big old smile. He's like, obviously, I'm very happy to meet this obviously. guy. Ooh, and Jake's got something that says VIP. What was he doing? He was at the event. He's gonna. Jake's gonna be on our show, by the way, in, in this league on the fantasy football podcast this week. He's going to uh, be talking about wide receivers with us. If you want to take a little listen and join in, so. We'll see if I doubt Jake. Will. Jake will want to save it for on target. It's pretty late over there. Yeah. So. Yeah, but he just tweeted it though, right? He did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if he tweet. Let's see if he texts me back because I do have his number. You do not. I, um, I just came across the most outlandish article, and I felt like it was clickbait when I read the title. 
It was by the Welsh. It said Chris Sims, pretty good job. (laughs) It said Chris Sims, uh, Sims and Lefke are the best uh, media radio (laughs) show out there. And uh, that got a lot of clicks. No, here is the article title. Richie Incognito named ambassador of anti-bullying nonprofit group. No, you that's not real. Are you on the onion? I swear to God, I checked three times to make sure I wasn't on the onion. This is ESPN.com. Mike Rodak, ESPN staff writer. Uh, Richie Incognito was announced Friday as the first national ambassador of an anti-bullying organization based in L.A. I, I mean, <laughs> boo to <laughs> bullying, a nonprofit group uh, with a mission of outreach, education, mentoring, inspiration and support for our youth and their families. said Incognito will be introduced at an event later this month, hopefully not throwing tennis balls and weights at people. Incognito, who's a free agent, uh, blah, blah, blah. He was involved in a bullying scandal. So are they trying to do the like this would be like uh, having a, an adoption event with Michael? Uh, Vick? I got yeah, yeah, this is, uh, next is Mike Vick, uh, head of the ASPCA. This is not a great idea. Yeah. Why? Here, here's PETA with Michael Vick. Yeah, <laughs> T- tell me where this is going. Steve Keim for, uh, anti-drunk driving. <laughs> <laughs> Always Uber, oh kids. God. Steve what Keim says happening? so. Give me a break. Jesus. What are you talking about? Okay, does that push the envelope? I have children, Okay. I have got children. I'm not sure I get much to be like, oh, okay, who's that guy? Well, plays in the NFL. He used to be a big scumbag and bully people, but bunch, he, bunch of racist terms he's used on the field. And but what happened is he learned way into being an adult that you can't bully people <laughs> after 25 years of your life. And then he felt bad because he started to lose money in his job. So now after also, by the way, he had a breakdown from a medication issue. And um, yeah, now he's doing I, this. I, I, look, it's it's never too old for people. People are never too old to change, right? Uh, you can do something horribly wrong for most of your life and then at the end realize I'm getting this wrong. I need to make a change. You know what I mean? Like it's never uh, no one is ever too old to improve themselves, I would say. But, uh, you know, uh, forgive and forget isn't really in my uh, vocabulary. Forgive absolutely is. Uh, People can be forgiven for their mistakes. Uh, But am I going to forget what they did? Not most of the time. So this is kind of a we're going to forgive and we're going to forget. And now you're going to be part of this thing that makes us better. Like it's a nice thought. I just don't think that this is a way to go about getting this done. I'm I'm just not in it. I'm not in it. I just like I said, I I, would... I just I have to ask one more time. You're sure you're not on the onion. I swear. To like God. this is also not an onion, um, you know, like an onion type of website right i I swear i swear it's espn okay espn.com ambassador richie incognito to bull to buoy to bullying bolt that's a hard thing to say by the way whoa apparently it is what was it bull to booing what (laughs) boo to bullying (laughs) um what is going on here if you want uh okay so check this out let's do this right now we are going to attempt to call our friend Jake Seeley. Oh, he's coming. 
We are going to attempt to call him right now, Bogman. Okay. All, All right. right. Get him on here. I'm jealous. We'll see if it works. Now, he's given me some some instructions, though. So, okay. We'll see if it happens. I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna pick up though. Jake. Jake. Hey. You got. You got me. There's got Jake you. Seeley live on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what I'm I got to so tell. I'm so jealous. Yes, this is what this is all about. Now, we saw Bogman interrupted this story. By the way, actually, I want to get your take on this story too, um, because he saw you take a picture with his head coach, and I immediately said, "Well, this is going to be on target business." <laughs> But please, live on the radio, tell us how you just met Bogman's idol, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> yeah, so it's the Panther Roads youth football thing that he does. He's actually been doing it for 10 straight years with a bunch of the athletes that are from this area. It's him. Uh, Michael Vick was there. Aaron Rouse, if anybody remembers him from the Giants and Packers and such. And uh, who else was there? Uh, Josh Sweat. Who was just drafted by the Eagles? Florida State. Drafted, yep. 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 And then who else? Oh, um, the safety for the Cardinals. Oh shoot, used to play. Tyron Matthew. No, 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 no. I definitely wouldn't. Aeneas Williams. <laughs> Tim McDonald. No, 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 no. Uh, he's better than that. He played with the Colts. What the heck? Why am I? Oh, having a uh, Antoine Bethay. Yeah, Antoine Bethay. Thank you. It's so late at night, dude. By the way, I. He's short, like in person. I didn't realize that. But, <laughs> yeah, um, that's how they do. So they're all there. Tyrod was supposed to be there, but he's going to be there next week at a different event. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's the Hampton Rose Youth Football, and they come out. Like I said, Tomlin's actually been out there 10 straight years. This is the first oh. year that I got an invite because I've been doing – they just started the Washington Huddle on our local Fox affiliate last year, and I was doing a spot with them for fantasy football every single week last year. So the guy who does it asked if I wanted to come out, and I was like, yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> of course he does. Course. Listening, uh, you're listening to Jake Seeley, the all-in kid, the very popular FNTSY personality, and joining us on the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast this week. He actually asked week. for my autograph. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, no, I, oh my God. I could imagine. I could imagine. I uh, Bogman, what do you, you need to ask? Because listen, me? here's a big plug. You want to listen to On Target, the On Target po- fan, uh, podcast that Jake does. You're going to want to listen because I know you're going to be saving the nuggets for there. But Bogman, I mean, you <laughs> yes. probably there's something that's stewing in you. What do you need? I've to just ask seen him? so many Mike Tomlin uh, interviews, and he couldn't be a more boring interview most of the time because he doesn't want, especially in the season, he doesn't want to give anything away. I just like. Was he nice? I mean, I'm assuming he was nice. And did he say obviously at least <laughs> once in in your interview? Okay, so I will give you a couple good. Like, so I'll, I'll give you a nugget that's not from my interview. Yes. That you okay. Appreciate so that I can give you that one. Uh, I will also give you the fact that he is probably the nicest person I've oh, ever interviewed in sports. Makes me like, feel great. Uh, he's just. I mean, honestly, like when I asked him, I mean, who. Who the hell knows Fantasy Sports Network for him? Like those kind of guys. Right, totally. right. And I was like, can I get, you know, like two or three questions with you after was the news affiliates? He was like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. Like, I mean, I was, you know, he could have just been like, no, nah, I'm in a hurry, you know, whatever. And he took his time. And like, I actually got some inside. Like I, I told him, I said the setup before I even went on the record was I said, dude, I'm just letting you know right now I do fantasy sports. I'm going to try and get you to not give me coach speak. I know it's going to be tough, but let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And he does. I'll tell you one thing. The question that I asked him about Ben Roethlisberger, um, that was kind of coach speak. I knew I probably wasn't going to get too much right, of that. Right, right. But 
as a tease, I will give you for wide receivers and tight ends, there are some inklings that he did give out. And then when he was asking or answering questions of the fans, they actually he did his whole segment on a stage where people wrote questions and they picked some of them out of a hat type of thing. Oh. Uh, they they asked him about the Le'Veon Bell situation and he said, you know, forget the whole contract stuff. But he gave his answer like, I don't care. He said, I don't, I don't need him to practice. He goes, but I need him to practice not how you think. It's not physically. I don't care if he doesn't show up until day one. He says the mental aspect of just getting back into that mindset of being like in the morning, you're there every single day, doing it all all throughout the day, and that mindset of this is the game, this is my life every Get single day. Get in the day. routine, so, right? Yes. So he said he doesn't need him from an athletic standpoint, but he does want him to be able to practice before the season. I mean, you just have uh. Scott just so riled up right now. <laughs> I love it. These are great teases and reasons to listen to On Target. I mean, there's you don't necessarily need a reason just to listen now. You should always be listening. But that well, is going to be some Vic killer too. stuff. You, who'd you interview? Uh. Michael Vick. Really? How did that go? Because actually, speaking of what we were just talking about, how is uh, <laughs> Vick's demeanor? Uh, it was good. It's actually, yeah, I was almost expecting more so him to be like, oh, yeah, no, come on, dude, whatever. I agree. Uh, I feel like he might be a little trepidatious because maybe he's got a few skeletons in that closet. <laughs> no, he was, he was actually good. He was, uh, he talked, I asked him like three questions. It's a little harder with him, obviously, for a fantasy perspective because, you know, how much could I ask him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Did you ask him about fan- flag football? Yeah, I was about to say, unless you're playing fantasy flag football. <laughs> no, I asked him what it was like to be on the other side of the booth now. You know, and the other side in the booth now to be able to do it from that angle. I asked him his favorite memory. So I'll tell you the questions. You just got to tune in to get the answers. There you go. His favorite memory memory from playing sports. And then I asked him what advice you would give Lamar Jackson since everybody keeps comparing Lamar Jackson to him. Oh, look at that tease right there. Now, Jay. Look at that. <laughs> where, are we going to get any inkling on a specific player named James Washington? Are there going to be any nuggets in there? You do say the wide receivers and tight ends are going to be talked about. I'm curious, does James Washington at all come up? <laughs> See, Jake is gonna, about to give you coach. Am I going to get coach so. speak from Jake Seeley? <laughs> uh, I will say that if you know me and you know my draft uh, coverage and where I had a certain wide receiver that he probably comes up in the conversation. Oh, Jake, you are, you, you can't get enough of us this week. Okay. So uh, that is very, very cool. Be on the lookout for it on, on target. Uh, that is going to be some very, very unique stuff. We're very happy for you. Literally, Jake, we're in the middle of a segment and Bogman's like, I have to interrupt you. Jake Sealy has a picture with Mike Tomlin right now. And I'm like, no, he like, doesn't. What is happening? Hey, I, I will tell you this, Scott. That is the first person I've ever interviewed since my very first interview of my career, which was Joe Montana, by the way. Oh, oh my God. I mean, that's me no. just losing <laughs> my yep. mind. Who else is a Niner fan? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, wait, so I'll tell you. Okay, well, now I have to tell you real quickly. Yeah, about we only that, got two but, minutes. Go ahead. There's the only two people I've ever taken a picture with, just because I don't like doing the picture thing. Like, I talked to David Wright and Vic and all these other and I I don't like being that guy so but this was one was like uh, Mike Tomlin was just so awesome I had to but Joe Montana was my first ever interview was in my early 20s working for a local Fox affiliate sports radio station here and they gave me the thing and it was for his foundation the worst I'm sorry I hate to tell you this Chris the worst interview I've ever done I I don't I don't (laughs) I don't imagine it was great and not solely because it was me and I was nervous and shaking when I met him but you know it was all. It was my first one. I set up a joke question to try and lighten the mood for myself Didn't as work. well. No, I said, look, no, nobody ever calls you any nicknames. You've played with Rocket Ismail and I was, I was like, nobody ever calls you anything. I was like, tell me there was like something in high school or in college that we just never heard. 
And he goes, nope, nothing. No. <laughs> and you're like, oh. My fa- I felt the blood rush to my face. Because <laughs> it was like, I mean, and I'm, I'm already shaking to begin with. Right. I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't tell how nervous I am. You couldn't have thrown me a bone. Like, he just shut it down. It was nope, nothing, and he stopped. It was dead air. Like, I, he didn't follow up. That is so <laughs> brutal. My actually first interview ever was uh, Coach Steve Lavin. Is Coach Steve Lavin. Really? We talked about the 49ers, actually. That's what got it, got, it, got us uh, on a very good page. And, yeah, it was uh, Coach Steve Lavin was my first interview. That is incredible. That is awesome. So be on the lookout for On Target. That's going to be an awesome interview. I'm going to read you a headline real quick. You tell me if it's real or not, Jake, because we're about to go to break here. Um, the article uh, name is Richie Incognito named Ambassador of Anti-Bullying Nonprofit Group. Is that The Onion or ESPN? Uh, because it's so absurd that it has to be ESPN. It is so <laughs> ESPN. Thank you for agreeing with us. I like that ESPN is more absurd than The Onion. That's my favorite <laughs> no, part. No, the article like, title is yeah. so absurd that Richie Incognito <laughs> is now the ambassador of Boo to Bullying. It is unbelievable. That's what we were talking about when we got to it. But he is Jake Seeley. Find him on Twitter at all in kid uh and you can listen to uh us this week on the wide receiver episode as we are going to be talking about all wide receiver facts promoing uh all the great stuff you got going on and uh congrats dude that's really cool i'm looking uh, forward to it how, how long is the interview going to be uh it's about three minutes okay well that's awesome uh, man i'm jelly I'm i appreciate jelly. it so i guess we'll be talking tomorrow too then yeah I yeah guess, yeah i guess so i guess you're gonna hear from us all week it's a it's a fortunate thing that we have your number jake all right uh that is jake seeley we appreciate the uh the last second come on here i am chris wells that is scott bogman this is in this league right here on the fantasy sports radio network ladies and gentlemen don't go anywhere god knows who we're gonna mystery call here so we'll be right back from this break Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they used to make in this league i'm the smartest guy in the world says who iq test you took in prison brought to you by carl jr welcome back it is in this league right here on the fantasy sports radio network if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but you're sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries and all that jazz well try the props builder tool at mybookie.ag forget having to create multiple lineups Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. If you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. 
No more dealing with late scratches, lineup lineup scratches, no experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag and a promo code FNTSY upon sign up. Choose your matchups using the props builder tool. That's mybookie.ag promo code FNTSY. All right. So now that Jake Seeley's not on, let's tell let's tell everybody about all the stuff he told us off the air. Because that's <laughs> going to be the best part. No, we can't. Uh, obviously, we cannot do that. I am just super, super jealous. But when we did get off uh, during the break with him, he said, suck it, Scott. So, he did. The, the, uh, the, he's the officially actual... my guy. Like, I love that stuff. That's exactly what I would say. Yep. So the parting you, word as we were uh, uh, leaving uh, and saying goodbye to Jake was it literally was like, all right, Jake, thank you so much for last minute. Uh, we love you, brother, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, suck it, Scott. And then that was how we hung <laughs> up. So that was funny. I mean, hey, we got, we got a little poll. We can get Jake Seeley yeah. within seconds of when it's, you know, he's driving home after interviewing. We can get the guy that interviewed the famous guy right after he did the interview with the famous guy. So, yeah, we have I mean, that is, by the way, that is totally a Bogman and the Welsh and, and in this league type of thing where it's like, oh, we got the guy that interviewed the guy. Like, that is about <laughs> our pinnacle of where we are in our That's life. our pimp hand right there. That's about so. it. We're not going to get Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I mean, I can name you on <sighs> one finger. Me? The amount of, uh, well, no, technically, if you add my prospect podcast in, on one hand, the amount of athletes that have been interviewed on our podcast. They are on all of our shows. Keith Bullock. Mm-hmm. Kumar Rocker, who is going to college as a pitcher, not an NMB, NM, MLB drafter, uh, mm-hmm. draftee, mm-hmm. and Junior Spivey. Yep. That's it. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. On this stuff. But like I said, I did, my very first interview, interview ever was... Um, Steve Lavin, long, long time ago. Greg Doyle, who's a very popular writer in Indianapolis. Ah. And then I actually have actually I met Nomar Garcia Para when I was a cart pusher at a local grocery store. Yeah. So suck it. That's right. (laughs) Suck it. Well, whoa, what did you guys talk about? Uh, we talked about uh how it was awesome to see that Nomar Garcia Parra was in my grocery store. Oh. I was like, I was seriously like 16 years old. I didn't know what. So to you say. didn't say anything. Uh, no. Well, I was like, hey, what's up, Nomar? And he's like, hey, man. And that was about it. Like, I he took was a very shaky nice. picture with Clayton Kershaw at a Whole Foods. You did. It mm-hmm. was all shaky cam. That yeah. was true. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely true. I, but I've had a lot more interaction with athletes outside of like did on you ever air. meet rice like i know you did no, a bunch of radio stuff for a long time you just never met him so i did a um you met montana though right no i met steve young steve young that's yeah oh, i wish i met montana no steve young i did meet um out here he was uh, i think he lives here partial of the time out in here in arizona and i met him and talked to him and he could not have been nicer and that was a huge huge thing for me Jerry Rice is the white whale. I just did uh, over at the ITL Army. It's patreon.com slash ITL Army. If you kind of like the world that we've encapsulated for fantasy sports, it is much more expansive. Like your fantasy world listening to us here is Earth. The Patreon ITL Army is the Milky Way Galaxy. If you want to, you know, experience other stuff because we've got group me rooms and secret comedy shows. But one of the things I just did on Friday was I did an AMA. And I just said, whatever you want, you know, ask me questions about Bogman if you want. And someone asked the top five athletes that I would love to meet. And number one on the list immediately, he was the only one I didn't have to think about was Jerry Rice. It's my white whale. I have um, I a long time ago, I worked a uh, radio show, a national it wasn't a national show, but it's a big radio show here in Phoenix. One of the big ones for the Super Bowl. 
And the guys, you know, they just wanted to do something for me. And I jokingly was like, oh, you know, get Jerry Rice to sign something. So I have a behind me here in my studio. I've got a Jerry Rice signed Super Bowl program signed to me. That's cool and all. I, I can't get to him. Like, I would be one of those people that would go to a signing. I've reached out to him from the football podcast when he had his book out. I can't. I can't get to Jerry Rice. That will be a pinnacle moment in my life. And when I get to meet Jerry Rice, like I like you, meeting you're athletes. Just gonna quit right after that? Maybe. Like I mean, it's not gonna get better. See Jake ya. meeting Tomlin wasn't a pinnacle moment or anything like that, but it was. It was good. It had a, enough of an impact for him, awesome. like you said, to take yeah. a picture and stuff like that. I have those. I, I've have. I'll have those. And I've been around some athletes that are like that. Like I said, I relationship with the, uh, or maybe I said it off air, but like Brady Quinn, I've done some stuff with stuff like that. Like those are cool and all. Jerry Rice is the one where. I actually don't know how I would act. I don't know what my reaction <laughs> would be. You would totally be fanboy. I don't know. I mean, I might be I might be more calm, cool and collected than I've ever been just because I know everything about the guy. I know everything about his career. He was my idol growing up. Or I could be the biggest shakiest idiot on the planet and just really wouldn't mm. know what to ask. I don't know how it would go and I don't know if it'll ever happen. I mean, I, I so you're definitely bigger into meeting the guys than I am because oh, yeah. if I, to, to be honest, like if I had my preference, uh, I, I, most of the guys I would like to not meet. Like it blows my mind when I meet someone and they're super cool. So, yeah, but, but, um, but at the same time, because though, I've met, like I met Barry Bonds and he was a huge dick. To no, me. you've and, met a lot of uh, uh, dick bags for some reason. Like Warren right. Moon was an ass to you and, and yes. uh, Barry Bonds was. But also you and I have I remember when we met like Mark Reynolds and, and Max Scherzer, we were blown away with how awesome they were talking right. with us. They yeah, were so sure, cool. And that, they, they, that was an event. That yeah, was but still. Like, they couldn't get away. It wasn't just meeting them when they had their own time. Like, they knew they were going to be meeting a bunch of weirdo creeps uh, the day before doing this. And then we and walked then they up met and a bunch like, of, and, on cue. Yep, they're like, here we go. Here's some more weirdos. And they sign the stuff and we move on. I'm talking about meeting people just like, you know, when they're out doing something. Okay, you I've had that. Mean? Like Jason Schmidt, former Cy Young winner with the Giants maybe the nicest person I've actually ever met in the wild and uh, in the wild, just <laughs> sat there and talked with me. It was where uh, the wild things grow. Yeah. Him, uh, Tim Salmon, Brady Quinn, actually some of the nicest guys I've ever been around just in conversational. And, you know, I've had plenty of guys that they give you kind of the short run that are again in the wild, but I get what you're saying. I met Brandon Webb when I worked at the grocery store. Like a lot of those guys came in the grocery store because, it, you know, it's in Scottsdale. Scottsdale is kind of a more affluent area of, you know, the, the valley. And a lot of athletes either live in Scottsdale or, or Paradise Valley. So a bunch of those guys came in. Uh, my favorite one ever was, and I, a lot of people aren't even going to remember this dude, but David DeLucci. Yeah, so, I love, dude, if, if you remember DeLucci. me. I my favorite Diamondback for whatever those years he was there. The like I think it was the first two years he was here. My favorite Arizona Diamondback was David DeLucci. So David DeLucci came in, just couldn't look more like a homeless guy, right? Hair completely messed up. He had on glasses instead of his contacts. Uh, completely unshaven for like a month. You know, uh, ratty clothes. And I was like, Oh my God, you're David DeLucci. He's like, Yeah, what's up, man? And I was like throwing ice into the ice thing. 
So uh, I'm like, so the other day I saw you guys made all the rookies wear like uh, pajamas and stuff. And he was like, dude, we had Jose Valverde and this leather print, print, uh, this leopard print lingerie. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then he was telling me the story about hazing all the rookies, and it was hilarious. <laughs> so David Delucci, you know, not a huge star or anything, awesome guy. And I'm and I'm glad I met him. Like I think most of the time when I meet those guys, I'm happy that I did so meet I them. So I want to like be around more because I just can't stand it. Do you want to take a picture with Mike Tomlin? Yeah, I, that'd be awesome. Now you do I, after that, talking that, with Seely. That would be a lot of fun, and I would just flip off the camera and, and say Seely. You know, I would just send Seely mm-hmm. a meme. Suck I would it, do the Seeley. picture, yeah, just to get a meme against Seely. Can we have somebody but, take that picture of Seely and Tomlin and Photoshop Bogman's face on oh, it? Oh, boo! Well, no one's gonna believe I'm that skinny. My face is way too fat <laughs> for Seely's body. So, uh, <laughs> but but like I once I meet the guys most of the time because Brandon Webb was super nice, Nomar's super nice. Like most of the time, I'm like, man, I'm really glad I met them. A bunch of the sons have come through my line. Essentially, you know, the, the more popular they are, the worse they are. Sometimes, well, sometimes it is, but I'm, um, dude, I met Nomar Garcia Para during like peak Nomar Garcia Para. Like, he's on the cover the, of, of uh, video games. Who and was stuff. the athlete she, he was married to? The chick, not Maria Sharapova, it? was it? No, was it Anna Kornikova? Mm, that sounds right. <laughs> now I need to look. Who was, was it? It was a tennis player, right? Nomar Garcia Para wife. Yeah, I would have been way more excited if he Mia brought... Ham. Mia Ham. Mia Oh, the soccer player. Soccer right. player. Yeah, two-time gold medalist, Mia Ham. Right. Yeah, I might have been more excited if she brought if he brought in Mia Ham, but <clears throat> no, it was uh, like meeting them as the the athletes or coaches or whoever it is. Most of the time is fun, but some of them just ruin it for me, and I just would like. Like, I couldn't take it if Paul Goldschmidt came in and was a huge jerk to me. Now, I can't see Paul Goldschmidt being a jerk to anyone, right? Yeah. Seems like the nicest guy in the world. But if it happened to me, then I would have to hate him, and he's my favorite player on my team. You yeah. know what I mean? The up so, the Justin Upton effect. All right. What if you were on Sims and Lefke, and Chris Sims was a great guy? I just wouldn't care. So <laughs> the guy just care. talked so much crap about the University of Texas. He was so bad there and then left and then ta- was already rich and then talked about getting hundred dollar handshakes. Like if, if you're going to be doing that stuff, you keep it on the hush hush, especially especially if you're a spoiled little rich boy already. Like I just I can't stand that dude. I'm not going to take it. Right, so. so it's not going to happen. All right. Well. Uh, there you go. Impromptu last segment, if you missed it. Jake Seeley joining us as he uh, interviewed Mike Tomlin, and it's going to be on the On Target Fantasy Podcast there. So go listen to On Target. Do that up. There's going to be some nuggets in there because we got some of the info off the air, and all I want to do is spill the beans, but we are professionals, and we are not going to do that. That's right. right. you got to wait for On Target. you got to, and then we can do it. Well, there's still stuff we can't. We can't say it all. Yeah. We're kind of special. Didn't need to say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm just saying, you can't say everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to keep something special. Um, all right. Let's talk about some fantasy stuff. There's a there's still so much to talk about, and we've gone off the rails of me uh, lamenting about the fantasy industry and or just the industry of sports media to uh, Seeley interviewing Mike Tomlin. We haven't even talk fantasy and Bogman you posted up this article here and we can do this until we get out uh, of this hour talk to me about this article that fantasy pros put up yeah they put up a post hype uh fantasy football sleepers and it was it's one of those where I'd love to give someone credit 
but they pieced it together from a bunch of different people. So uh, there's a bunch of different people involved. I think they just asked uh, some people like, who is your guy? Like, who is your post hype? Yeah, I see it like Jody Smith, Bill Enright, uh, Mike Kevin Roberts. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of dudes. Right. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. So and I, I always like this because I feel like post hype sleepers are and we're kind of moving towards a different shift in fantasy football. Like for a long time, there were sleepers. Right. And you're like, nah, just nobody, nobody talking about this guy. Just don't yeah. mention him until the draft. That Before kind of like podcasts like, got big and right. And, and people embraced like, you know, um, fantasy sports in general now, like radio networks, you know, like, like, yeah, not just like the fantasy sports radio network, but Sirius has its own channel. ESPN has fantasy shows before all that was going on. There was a thing called sleepers. Right. And now I think that we might be moving back to sleepers because you can find, you can go and look at a player and get an opposite opinion on any player, basically any player. Like, who's a player that every single analyst agrees on? There's so many analysts, you're going to be able to find one that, like, if you just say, hey, look, for whatever reason, I hate uh, Larry Fitzgerald, right? I despise him. He, he's old, and they got a rookie quarterback and whatever and blah, blah, blah. Most people don't think that way. But, but if you hate him, you're going to be able to find somebody that also hates him and backs up your point. So I feel like there's almost too many points. So we might be sliding back to where there's an opposite opinion. You have to write your own narrative. So you're saying so every player kind of is a circle of life. Every player yes. is a circle of life, and you can't I, get I away feel, from it. I feel like that's the way it's going. I mean, are, do you disagree with that? I think there's there's consensus opinions for the majority, but I think there's someone that hates every single player. Yeah, right? no, I think what you're saying is really interesting because like, I think what's happened over the last – definitely two years, maybe even a little bit longer, is what I think we've seen is the death of the sleeper. I feel like we have seen, um, you know, it's the the, the, to- the totality of the death of the sleeper because, like you said, every there's a million articles that that, that uh, phrase we've heard before, there are no sleepers anymore because everyone's talking about them. So we've seen the death of the sleeper. But what's interesting about this and maybe how you're alluding to it is maybe the new sleeper is the post Hype sleeper. Yes. Because nobody's yes. talking post hype sleeper. Everyone's talking. You know who everyone's sleeper is? Jarek McKinnon. Guess what? Spoiler alert. Not a sleeper anymore. <laughs> not he is even not a, little a bit. sleeper. He was a sleeper like the like the day he got traded the Niners. It was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Who remember? Oh, okay. Remember uh, right. in one of our leagues, I traded for McKinnon. And the next day after I pulled the trigger, they said, oh, he's a workhorse. And remember, we were like, yeah. You, you tweet, well, you we were going me. back on. I, that made me nervous because you traded uh, for uh, McKinnon before the draft. And the yeah. draft, this draft specifically, had so many good running backs in it. I was like, mm, I don't know. They might take somebody else. And Well, I have like, my hashtag, my suck for Saquon hashtag. I wanted the Niners <laughs> to lose all the games to get Saquon. Right. And unfortunately for you, they didn't. They but, did uh, you know, they, uh, they still got a good running back in McKinnon. And at, when the draft came and went, and then we're kind of worried about, well, maybe DeMarco Murray is going to be that guy. And DeMarco Murray retired. Now it really looks clear for McKinnon to be the workhorse for San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, like I said, they came out the next day and said he's workhorse. So I like what you're, I like what you're building here because the new, I think the new sleeper is the post-hype sleeper. It's the most agreed-upon thing 
I think, from the sleepers, majority of the experts. Hype. Well, the, the post-hype sleeper is like, nah, I don't want this guy anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think the guys that get tossed on the garbage heap a lot of the time can come back and have an incredible career or incredible season. And so many people sleep on him and we go, why did we miss this guy? He just had one bad year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's funny you say that because they don't qualify as a sleeper because they have already maxed out their quote unquote potential from before and maybe didn't live up to it. So I like where you're going with that because maybe that's the way to look at it. And and maybe we need to see an influx of the post hype sleeper conversations and not the sleepers. So guess what? We're going to talk about this article that Fantasy Pros put up about their post-hype sleepers when we come back from the break. How you like that tease there? We're not going to have I any guests. like that. Nobody else is doing interviews, though. I mean, maybe we should be <laughs> reaching out to these Fantasy Pro guys. If they want to come on, you can call in. You can hit us up. It's a Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's in this league. You can find us at inthisleague.com. You can tweet us at is it the Welsh and Bogman Sports or easily accessible. Hey, Mike Tomlin, if you're out there, we'll give you a great interview. Not just Sealy, we'll give you a great interview, whoever. And if anyone knows Jerry Rice, uh, hit me up. Let me know. I'm looking to do that interview. A little one-on-one, Welsh and Jerry Rice. Will I cry or will I be a man? I don't know. We may never know. Don't go anywhere. It's in this league. That's Bogman on the Welsh. We got more with the post-hype sleepers when we're back from the break. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my... In this league. That was a live listen to Adam Jones at the airport. Why don't you punch me in the face? (laughs) Punch me in the... Oh! And then he knocked out that security guard. Did you see that? What was that guy so angry about? Why didn't we get the whole video? All I know was that guard was like, nah, nah. And then he just ran up on Adam Jones, and Adam Jones was like, what? Did you punch me? And then he just knocked the dude on his ass and beat him up. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty incredible. You, you just you shouldn't mess with Pac-Man, right? And, I mean, no. while, while I'm not surprised that Pac-Man got into some off-season trouble that was videotaped, of yeah. course. And at least the guy will be able to walk after. Right, yeah. <laughs> God, well, she's the Welsh. I'm Good lord, Pac Man doesn't I mean, mess around, man. You're you're right. So at least none of Pac Man security guards were there. Yeah. Um, I, I just like that dude had it coming. You know what I mean? And I am doing? a Steelers fan. I am not someone that is ever going to sit here and defend Pac Man Jones. But you can't do that. And what if it was Vontaze Perfect? Uh, Vontez perfect, and it would clearly have been Vontez perfect's fault. All right. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I try to be impartial, but I just, not with him. I would assume Vontez started all that crap. It would probably be true. All right. Uh, we are in this league, in this league.com. We have got tons and tons of podcasts, especially from the fantasy football variety that you might want to check out. Most recently, we have a, uh, mock draft 3.0, which was a two quarterback mock draft, a live one. 
where Bogman and I are cursing and angry and trying to put together the best team. Uh, Chris Harris from Harris Football joined us for our Running Back Facts episode, completely dedicated to running backs, going through all the different facts for you to make your decisions. And then this coming week, we've got a 16-man standard uh, quick mock draft. It's speed rounds. And then Jake Seeley is joining us for wide receiver facts. So lots of in this league and Jake Seeley. So uh, don't ever say we don't get enough for you because we have got tons and tons of podcast content over at InThisLeague.com. All right. Uh, to the radio show, though, Bogman put together or found this article from Fantasy Pros talking about the new sleeper, which is the post-hype sleeper. I love that concept. I really want to embrace that concept now that it just kind of came about. So let's talk about it first off, and I'll let you talk about the first guy, Bogman. It is the running backs. We're going to focus on the running backs that were um, overhyped in past seasons that didn't work out, and now that you are targeting because their value is much better. So who is the po- first post-type sleeper you want to talk about on this list? Well, the first one that got on this list was from Bill Enright, and it was Ty Montgomery. And I am going to go ahead and disagree with this one. Ooh, I know that the Welsh, I feel like you know, I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you there. Um, ask you to not talk about Ty Montgomery. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you can't decide which running back from Green Bay you like, because I feel like we started out with you like Ty Montgomery. And then we had the interview with Aaron Nagler, and Aaron kind of pointed us more towards Jamal Williams. But then I felt like you were coming around on Aaron Jones. Are you then talking to suspended. me, by the way? Are you saying yeah, you as in me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. and then And then now I feel like we're back on Ty Montgomery for you. So – I like I agree that Ty Montgomery is a post hype sleeper and maybe this is the overcorrection but I feel like this is one that we're getting right because the situation is a bit messy. Yeah, I like my favorite guy in this backfield is Aaron Jones. I feel like he provides the most uh punch. I know that he has a little bit uh he needs to do a little bit more of protecting the quarterback. I think that's something that can be worked out in camp. Uh, and I think he's the best runner of all three of these guys. I think Jamal Williams is a little bit plotting. Obviously, Ty Montgomery is a converted wide receiver who's a very good running back, but I don't think that he's in the neighborhood of Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones is still my guy back here, even with the two-game suspension, but overall, I really want nothing to do with it because it is messy. But I'm going to plant my my Aaron Jones flag, the Welsh, so now I want you to say, which one of these three clowns do you want? Well, I mean, I guess I can buy what you were saying about like how I've been with it. It's a they're a little it's a little bipolar, I guess overall. With I mean, that. hey, look, you know, you get new information, you can change your mind. That's not I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that you you know you're wishy washy. I'm saying this this situation is confusing for everybody. Yeah, it is. Uh, here's here's the deal though. I've always been a Ty Montgomery guy in full point PPR. I've always been there because early early on. The offense, I don't remember who it was, the offensive coordinator or, was Mon- or uh, McCarthy or whoever it was, like they said that Montgomery is going to have his role. He's going to get his. Is he going to be a full-time running back? Probably not. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, 40 to 50% of his offense is uh, as a wide receiver and he can end up just kind of playing a slot role or, you know, four wide receiver sets are a little bit more where he's going to thrive. I think Ty Montgomery has value no matter what, but... One thing the Packers have shown us, and they did this last year, this is something we've talked about in multiple episodes, is when they find a guy, they go with that guy. But I think the offense is is switching and developing a little differently now. 
that I think whoever the guy is, it's not Ty Montgomery from a full-time basis. So it's one of Williams and Aaron Jones. So I, again, I'm, I'm coming back to be like, Ty Montgomery is Duke Johnson. So who is going to be, is it going to be Chubb or Hyde? Is it going to be Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams? Here's why I lean to Jamal Williams, because he has a two-game head start. I know they like Aaron yep. Jones. I do feel like they've been kind of trying to shove Aaron Jones down our throat a little bit. <laughs> but he is suspended. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm like, just will you love Aaron Jones? No, but even because the team, I do. even reports were kind of like, oh, Aaron Jones, you know, better in pass protection. Jamal Williams has a two game head start, and that does mean something. And the team has gone with their guys, so Jamal Williams has to lose the job. I don't think Aaron Jones is going to win the job. I think Jamal Williams has to lose the job. So I, I'm going with Jamal Williams, but I like Ty Montgomery. And I guess I kind of like what they're saying as a post-hype sleeper. He's still going way later than he was going last year. Yes. Yeah, it, because he got hurt last year. And Jamal Williams looked good. You know what I mean? He, he. I don't know that he looked good, but he got a ton of work. You know, Aaron Jones got hurt. Uh, Ty, Mon- uh, Ty Montgomery was gone. So Jamal Williams had a, uh, a lot of work and he carried the load. He's just plotting. You know what I mean? Like he is he's a masher and he's a grinder, which is nice because he can get all those carries. Right. Just all he's the a, stereotypical words You're like he's well, a masher. He is. He's a grinder. He's a, he's a hoagie. He's a gr- I'm, I'm grudening it up right yeah, here. Yeah, you are. With, with, with Will you at least Williams. use the voice if you're going to do it. He's a grinder. He's a masher. He will get in there and do that dirty work that you want to do. He's what I call a, a running football back. player, guys. And and. and so I understand that he has a role. I just think that the most game breaking, I guess, you know, to use more uh, dumb words here, the the guy that can put you over the top, who's going to have the big playability, is Aaron Jones. So I think at the end of the year, I'm going to want Aaron Jones, but I have to give it up that Jamal Williams has a two game head start. Yeah. So am. And I like I that we're talking I, about those two and not talking about who's in the article, Ty but, Montgomery. Okay, but let's go. Let's pull it back to Ty Montgomery. Is he a post-hype sleeper to you, or are you saying, no, nah, I kind of agree that he's not a post-hype sleeper? No, I think he is a post-hype sleeper. Last year, he was going in that 50-60 range, and I think he's going, um, well, where is he going? I feel like he's going later than that, but I don't want to say that he's not. Yeah, he's going He's going 41 in, at running back. Which probably puts him more in the uh, yeah, 70, that's probably 80 range. Put him in the 70, 80 range, right? Yeah. yeah, I think he is because I think he is going to be more established. I mean, if you go and assume, you know, that Devontae Adams kind of picks up the weight as the number one, Jimmy Graham is going to get a lot of that red zone. I think the team knows where they're at with their backs, at least for the first couple of weeks. You're still looking at a situation where Montgomery and Jamal Williams have to prove they have to prove not for Aaron Jones to take them over. You know what I mean? Oh my so, God. Uh, Ty Montgomery is going 120 yeah, that, in PPR drafts. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on that one. I mean, I'm at in. 120, I mean, that's yeah. a 10th round pick. I might be in on Ty Montgomery I think if we, he falls down Especially the for round. PPR. How about this one, though? Speaking of Gruden, uh, Donald Gibson of Fantasy Fusion on this article has Doug Martin. A quote on here, he says, We all know the story about Doug Martin. He's incredible for one year and then takes a year or two off because he's either A, hurt or bad. So they are labeling Doug Martin. Doug Martin, I would say, is the epitome of what you would look for in a post-hype sleeper, a player that um, in his breakout year, I remember I was pounding the table for Doug Martin on the year that he went off and he was going around the 40-50s. This would be the epitome of that because, I mean, where the hell is he going? Is he going beyond 
Um, I think he's going past Ty Montgomery. Yeah, he's yeah, going because 44 Marshawn overall. Lynch is absolutely what, the guy. Back. Yeah, he's going 44 running back. That's three spots behind Ty Montgomery. 179 uh, running back, 58. But see, I don't so. like this one. I just, you know what my problem is? I don't think, here's how I'm going to say this. This is a perfect way to say it. I don't understand the Raiders. I don't understand the Raiders. The only thing that I can get behind is Amari Cooper. Outside of that, I don't understand the team, and I don't know what they are. Will I draft Doug Martin at a hundred? What'd you say? What'd you just tell me? Hundred and thirty? Uh, you know what? I was looking at rankings and not at ADP, but I'm looking up his ADP. What's, what's his right thumb now? ADP? His ADP is probably like a hundred. If he if he's ranked one thirty, I'll bet he's going one fifty three. Okay, it's even worse. At that cost, sure. I That's mean, in PPR. You would 153. Think, you would think that the Raiders would want Marshawn Lynch in a short yardage situation, maybe first downs and um, and uh, red zone options, and then you can have Doug Martin kind of be a change of back. Or, hey, I wouldn't be shocked if they do – the 49ers did this a, a couple years back where they did um, series. So one series was this guy, next series was this guy. I could see that happening. I could see Doug Martin getting – 12 to 15 touches a game. I just don't know if he's efficient enough to make anything work with it. But at that cost, you know what? Hand right. up. I think I agree. He could be a post-type I think the sleeper. cost is going to be fine on most of these guys. Like, well, if, if you want to snap up Doug Martin, if you want to snap up Ty Montgomery that late, and I looked up Montgomery and PPR, he's going 117. But do you yeah. think that they, they have the potential to have a big return? That's the idea behind this post-type sleeper. That I just don't. Like, Montgomery okay, so you're way not more in than on either, Martin. Then. I, 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 I tell you what. I'm I'm in on on Montgomery in the tenth round. You're out I on Doug I, Martin. I'm out on Doug Martin just because the last two years in a row, like you know, obviously last year he had the suspension, and the year before that he only played eight games at two point nine yards per attempt. I mean that is just sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is this gonna all of a sudden go and be much better in Oakland, who had offensive line issues, and they had the same type of a dude in uh, in Marshawn. So I just and it's not like he's going to hold value in PPR because the most receptions he's ever had was 49, which is great. But that was his rookie season in 2012. Uh, last year, he had nine catches in eight games. He had 14 in 2016 In his good year in 2015. He only had 33. So it's not like he's going to, you know, Ty Montgomery will absolutely be valuable in PPR leagues. I just don't think that Doug Martin holds anything. All right. I want to get to one of the real quick, though. The bottom one, Jody Smith has Lamar Miller as a post-type sleeper. I don't want to focus on him a mm. whole lot because here's what I think we're both going to say. No. <clears throat> Lamar Miller is just a guy that you take and you know what he is and he has no upside. Yeah, he has no so. upside. And if you're cool with 800 yards in the fourth round or fifth round, okay, cool. I, I'm not into it. I see where you're going with it. You know, this is a guy that was being, was taken on the wheel of the first to second round at one point. I'm just not there because I think Dante Foreman is uh, kick it, potentially kicking those doors down. But this one is interesting. Uh, Mike Taglier says, TJ Yeldon. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can go check out the article. But what he's doing is theoretically making TJ Yeldon into the Jaguars version of Duke Johnson or Chris Thompson, Thompson saying that he is a flex option to Leonard Fournette. And, and, just, and he's, he says, here's a quote, Yeldon is a league winner. I feel like it's more likely that TJ Yeldon gets cut from the Jaguars and finds a role not wow. in Jacksonville than he does in Jacksonville. Because if you remember, 
Uh, I mean, look, he played 10 games last year. He had 41 catches. He had uh, or 41 targets. He had 30 catches. He had 50 catches in 15 games the year before that for 312 yards. You know what I mean? I am not going to be in on TJ Yeldon. So uh, a lot of these former Alabama backs uh, come in and get and get a role and you can be excited about them. Like that is what happened with Kenyon Drake. And I unfortunately missed on on Kenyon Drake. Uh, and I was in on Yeldon. I was actually in on on Drake two years ago. But Drake was your guy a couple years ago. He, he was and he wound up being OK. I just think that the the Jaguars and it's been said before they like Corey Grant. I think I'm bigger on Corey Grant than I am on TJ Yeldon. I think TJ Yeldon could possibly get cut in camp and wind up somewhere else. I mean, Jacksonville could want to keep him because he's been around so long and Leonard Fournette has that injury right history. There, yeah, right. There. So they could keep all those guys. But I think that if like if they could bring in someone else that got cut, you know, like if Amir, Amir Abdullah got cut or something like that, and they could bring him in and cut TJ Yeldon and Yeldon go somewhere else, I think that it's more likely Yeldon finds success with a different team than he finds success in Jacksonville. So I'm going to be out on that one. Yeah, it almost reminds to me like Yeldon could be the Sproles where Grant becomes the Corey Clement type of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But I just think that Fournette is so good that when he plays, he's got to be on the field. Agreed. Uh, Burning through the wide receivers real quick. Here are the three that are listed, and tell me which one you really buy into. They've got Jamison Crowder. That's built in right, and uh, Donald Gibson actually both pick uh, Jamison Crowder, who we're both big on. Devontae Parker, who we're both also in on, and we're going to talk about that with Jake Seeley this coming week. And I thought this is interesting. Uh, Amari Cooper was placed in there. So we've only got like two minutes here, but is there one that stands out to you as a post-hype sleeper that you have the most interest in? Oh, man, the most interest in? Um, I think it's... God, I hate to say it's probably Parker. I And I don't like to put my in that door but i think cooper is going to go higher than i think his his final draft value at the end uh you know when you're doing your drafts right before the season starts is going to be big enough to where you can't really call him a post-hype sleeper because i think that train's already been rolling for the last couple weeks and i think it is just picking up steam right now i think People are down on Parker because he hasn't performed yet, and Crowder just hasn't worked out yet either. And I like both of those guys a lot as post-hype sleepers. But if I had to pick one, I think you know Jay Cutler was so awful last year, and Parker was so bad last year that Parker has to be better. And uh, Tannehill, while I'm not a huge Tannehill fan by anyone's imagination. He's better than Cutler was last season. Well, and so, I think it's also fair to say when looking at these guys, Devontae Parker is, am I correct when I say the cheapest cost of any of these players? Because I think Crowder's going to be the cheapest. Let's see. Uh, Parker's going off at 89 in PPR. Crowder Parker's is going 32. off at 88. <laughs> I see Parker at 32 uh, ranked and Crowder is 25. You're talking about among wide receivers. Among wide receivers, I'm looking at rank. At, at I'm sorry, at average draft position, and Crowder's 88 and Parker's 89. <laughs> I mean, that's what's interesting about it. I would and say Cooper is 36, so be- he's already going in the third round. I mean, right? you gotta like Cooper in general. Uh, the only problem I've ever had with Crowder is I think there's a lot of similar guys. I think the only guy that stands out outside of Chris Thompson in that offense, is Paul Richardson. So from an upside perspective, Richardson might be the guy that is the most different. A guy like Devontae Parker, 
this is a make or break. There's a lot of breakout potential. So uh, from a post-type sleeper perspective, I kind of like Devontae Parker. He could still be the number one. All right, don't go anywhere. We got a whole nother hour coming up of great stuff. You never know what's going to happen. That's Bogman. I'm the Welsh. We'll be right back. It's in this league.